0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It is August the 2nd, 2020, and it is the 142nd day of the quarantine. And today, we our official passage is in Matthew 17, and we've been there for a couple of days. It's about the transfiguration of Jesus, where Peter, James, and John go up the mountain with Jesus. He's transfigured before them with Moses and Elijah, who's going to be the star of the show today. They see these guys, and then the father comes and overshadows them and says things about Jesus, and they're on the way back home. So they're on their way back down the mountain, and the disciples asked him in verse 10, why do the scribes say that first Elijah must come? So they raise the question after this amazing thing, well, what about Elijah? I still don't get the deal with Elijah, and you are probably wondering the same thing. And I was too. So yesterday we looked at two passages. We looked at the last few words of the Old Testament in Malachi chapter 4 verse 5, five where it says, Elijah is coming back. That's Those are the last words of the Old Testament. And then uh, Zechariah, he gets this prophecy before John the Baptist is born, and that says that, that he, John the Baptist, will go before Jesus in spirit and and power in the spirit and power of Elijah. So we're gonna kind of key in on this spirit and power of Elijah. And so we're gonna ask the question, in what ways has Elijah already come? And how can how can Elijah have come in the form of John the Baptist? So you can see why the disciples are confused. In fact Jesus, so Elijah was standing in front of them five minutes ago Whatever an hour ago, and Jesus says, "No, that's not the John the Baptist. That's not the Elijah we're talking about. I'm talking about John the Baptist. The Spirit and power of Elijah is now in John the Baptist in more of a way than it's actually in Elijah who was standing uh, in front of him. So it's a very unique thing. Uh, so we're going to ask the question today: How did John the Baptist come? In the spirit and power of Elijah. It's a good question. So to answer the question, we're gonna to have to go back and, and just look at one little moment of Elijah's life, Elijah's life, and it's his ending. This is in from 2 Kings chapter 2. And this the first verse says, Now the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind. So this is the final moments, if you will, of Elijah's life. And he's with his partner, his junior prophet, Elisha. So Elijah with a J is the older guy. Elisha is the younger guy. And they are together, and Elijah commits himself to him. He says, I'm not going to leave you, because everybody seems to know that these are Elijah's last moments and there's prophets that come from Bethel and prophets that come from Jericho and they they all say says hey you know did you know that today the Lord is going to take away your master and Eli Shah the younger says yeah I know and and commits himself to stay with him for his last days so then we get to the part of the passage That everybody seems to know this is coming. Elisha, the younger knows, the prophets know, they stand at a distance and they watch, and then this happens. They come to the River Jordan. So this is when you hear the phrase, I'm going to cross over the River Jordan, this is what it refers to. So this is from 2 Kings chapter 8. Then Elijah, the senior, took his cloak and rolled it up and struck the water. They were standing by the river Jordan. And the water was parted to one side and to the other, till the two of them, that is Elijah the senior and Elisha the junior, could go over on dry ground. And when they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. So the very I got to stop here. The very last thing that Elijah does is he says, how can I serve you, Elisha, the younger? I'm going to take you all the way to the end of my ministry in serving you. What can I do for you? It's the last thing he says almost. And Elisha, the younger says, please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And we're going to follow the spirit and it's going to eventually end up in John the Baptist, but that gets ahead of our story. And Elijah, the senior, says, You've asked us a hard thing. Yet, if you see see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. And as they went on and talked, and behold, so Elijah is ministering and talking and walking and fellowshipping with Elisha the junior. And behold, poof, Chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. So I'm not going to tell you what happens after this because we don't have enough time in one single day. But essentially, here, Elijah is separated from Elisha by chariots of fire and horses. so we're learning about the kingdom of god is the king does the kingdom die with elijah did the spirit of elijah die with elijah the disciples wondered as they were going down the mountain we wondered we wondered about it now and even the guys that were with him are going to wonder it we're going to talk about that tomorrow so today couple of points. What happens to Elijah? What happens to his body? His body goes to heaven. His spirit is what we're going to focus on. And what's going to happen to the next generation? I think the teaching points for today is when you cross the River Jordan, I hope you're with a younger guy. I hope you take him to the end. I hope you serve him to the end like Elijah did. If your last question could be, what can I do for you? That's just awesome. I hope you die with your spiritual boots on. I hope you bless the next generation. If you've been a Christian for five years or more or maybe five minutes, what are the names of the people or the name of the person that you're taking right to the time when you cross the River Jordan? I hope you have a person. I hope you have a young person that your spirit and the spirit of Elisha and the Holy Spirit can be embedded upon, can be blessed upon when you Cross the River Jordan.